Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Oversharers Podcast. <laughs> Guys, summer is here. It actually it's, is. It's been hot for the last three days. It's just been so nice. Hasn't it? The depression's lifted. We are happy. We are thriving. We've got motives. We're out in the garden. Oh my God. Oh my God. You guys bought a hammock. I'm so jealous. Yeah, I've got, yeah, got a new hammock. Although I'm not sure how sturdy it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm not putting my fat ass in there. I'll be honest. I'll tip the whole thing over. <laughs> Oh my god, how have you been? I know, we were away from you guys for a week. For one week, but it feels like forever. I know, but I feel like we need to actually go on hiatus. I feel like it's the way we record though, like I just feel like with our lifestyles, like we don't do this full time just yet. It's very chaotic. It's we've quite got loads hard. of stuff happening in the background. Yeah, and then also we've got to plan this live show for you guys. I know, so it's just we, you might see occasional just dips in our productivity. Yeah. But, you know, it's only temporary. It's temps, it's temps. But you know what I was thinking? I think we should do, like, I was thinking maybe we should do seasons. So, like, we finish a season and then we have, like, a two-week two break and we start another season or four-week break yeah. like they do in TV shows. What do you guys think about that? Me and Hard are doing a season of 15 episodes or 30, depending on how we're feeling. Yeah, and then we have a break and then come back with season two. Or do you just prefer how chaotic things are right now? And they carry on. <laughs> but I want to be consistent for you guys. I know, and I just feel I'm just a bit worried about the season thing. You know, I know, I know. Yeah. I don't know, but we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, in other news, guys, we've got a few tickets left from our second batch of tickets that we had to get from the venue. So if you haven't got your ticket, inshallah, please go and get it and support your girls. Um, yeah, so on Tuesday, I put in a second set of tickets because you guys were like, it's in demand, you know? They were like, we need more tickets. So I did. So we've got a few left now. Mm. So yeah, hopefully you guys cop that and then... We will have the live show on the 15th. Other things I was going to say, guys, we need a producer. We need a young, thriving girl, preferably, because we have to work with females. <laughs> we are a female-owned company. Amen. 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 <laughs> but yeah, we need a female producer. At the moment, we're thinking internship. Perhaps we're thinking paid. So if you're interested and you are into pop culture, you're into us, so please send us a little email and let us know what you think. And then hopefully we can take it from there. The team is growing. I love this. I love it. I know. We've got two new members, potentially. <laughs> I know. Well, one for definite. And another one pending. Pending, basically. So yeah. we've got we've got the team growing. And you know when we when I, the other day when I had a meeting and I was like, yeah, we should have a team meeting, guys. I was like in my head, I was like, what the hell? I know. I was like, we'll be back at work. Well, technically, it is work. Though, it is work. It? it is work. Anyway, guys, some of you might be aware that we put something on our stories today about oh. your deal breakers in relationships, and a lot of you have sent responses. I'm really surprised. Look at that, guys. So so many response, 
so many responses and we just wanted to sit down and have a quick chat about that yeah let's go So this is a new concept we're starting, question of the week. And the first one, obviously, is deal breakers. So deal breakers that would put you off. Right. Shall I start? Give it to me. Liars will always lie, someone said. Another person said, self-centered men. Yep, 100%. (laughs) Someone goes, children. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you you want what you want, right? (laughs) Oh, my God. Someone goes, no ambition and no tawakallah. Mm. Oh, God, someone goes, mother-in-law's odour. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Wait, what? Oh, God. It's like a stinky mother-in-law. Yeah, she's trying to say she's got a smelly mother-in-law. Oh, dear. Someone goes, lack of emotional intelligence. Oh, <laughs> my God. Kill me now. <laughs> Past relationships, lack of attention, unemployment. Someone goes smoking and drinking. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. That's a red flag that's for me. Just a, that's just um, a someone goes there breathing. Girl. Yeah, bin him. <laughs> a mummy's boy. Bin, bin, bin. <laughs> bin him. Someone that can't drive. Oh, that's not too bad. Mm. Uh, I mean, I can... No, if mm. I want to have a road trip like with you and you can't, can't drive, drive... and then... You can't drive. drive it's just... How are we going to get around? Because someone's got to do their test. When he can, when he very quickly after meeting you tells you he loves you. Bin, oh. narcissist, bin, bin. A love bomber is a bit intense, bin. I'm not gonna lie. I saw a funny one down here, what was it? A man child. Bin. <laughs> oh my God. Bin, the man child. Guys, a man child will ruin your life. <laughs> Literally. Someone goes, men below 5'10". Can I just say, short men have good charisma and good chat. Yeah. I just want to put that out there. If you're willing to look over the he- the height, yeah. you're gonna have you're gonna have a good chatter on your hands. So mmm, beggars gonna be choosers, girl. Mm-hmm. Someone said talking to your ex. Yeah, no, sorry. Hell? Why is he even talking? That's a- you can't even acknowledge other women when I'm here. Like I am your water, your air, your everything. Exactly, your sun, your moon, your earth. You know what I mean? Someone said lies, especially after you've been caught. It's like, why are you still lying? Right? Why are you always But I lying? find that quite funny. You know when you caught them in the lie. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Relax. Got you. Bad hygiene, surface level conversation and oh, drugs. Oh, being surface level. Oh, God, it's very know. toxic, that, isn't it? Honestly, there's just a lot of toxicity in this. It is, though. That's, that's their put-offs. Yeah. And I agree with that. A full-time gamer. No job, not reading, no salah, rude towards women, extremely stingy. That sounds like it's very, very pointed to someone. Yeah, she she was she thought about she's going for her person and yeah yeah. Anyway, those are deal breakers. I'm not gonna lie. For me, deal breakers. I would say like I now that I'm a bit older, I'm a bit more pettier, mm. which is not a healthy thing. Like I've got my level of toxicity as well. But deal breakers for me, no, a person that's like not interested, like doesn't want to give you attention. Yeah. But then when you want to leave or like you're not interested anymore, they come running back in like full force. Yeah. Run away from that. Run that's away. scary. There's no consistency in the emotional 
awareness and frequency, whatever. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing there. That's scary to me. <laughs> Another one is someone that's stingy with money. Like if you, guys, I read this thing. There's this lady on TikTok called Sprinkle Sprinkle. You guys need to listen to her. She's so sick. So she's this woman in America, like she's married to a wealthy man and she gives advice to young ladies that are like, you know, sorting out this, this you know, this thing we call life. You know, in the dating era. Mm. And she basically said, every time she drops her like a valid point, she goes, sprinkle, sprinkle. (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) But what she said is, you need to go hard from the beginning. Like, you need to let this man know what you want. Mm. Meaning, you need a man that provides for you because you want to have that life. Mm. She was like, on the second date, the second date needs to be a shopping date. Yeah. Have we even thought of that? The second date needs to be something where he's buying you something, where he's spending money on you. Because apparently the moment he spends money on you, he's attached. Yeah. He's spent his bread on you. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah, sprinkle, sprinkle. Sprinkle, sprinkle. I love that. She's throwing gems left, right, center. Also, if a man is stingy, doesn't want to bring out his purse, isn't ready to look after you, you need to just be straight up and say, you're not that person for me. Right. That's it. You just got to be real with him. There's no, there's no beating around the bush. You need to be direct with what you want. That's what that lady's taught me. I love the sprinkle, sprinkle lady. Every time she drops a gem, she's like sprinkle, sprinkle. 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 <laughs> right, my deal breakers. Go on, what are yours? I cannot function with someone with no emotional intelligence. If the man is dead inside. He doesn't know how to communicate. No one's ever taught him. He doesn't know how to imagine. He doesn't know how to manage his emotional dysregulation. If he cannot manage his own emotions, he will never be able to manage yours. Your emotional needs will never be met. I think a marriage will survive if the man is a provider Mm -hmm. and he has Mm self-awareness of his toxic attachment style. Sprinkle, sprinkle. Sprinkle, sprinkle. Literally. You know what it is, Do you know what? Not even self-awareness. Self-awareness is basically saying, yeah, I know this is who I am. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I I know I'm the problem. Self-awareness and also an ability to be able to work on the issue. Like being emotionally stunted is actually a really horrible thing. I know. And it starts off in childhood. Guys, how do we raise emotionally aware children, please? Honestly, guys, if you lot have kids, just give them a hug. (laughs) honestly because i just think i i don't think our parents ever thought about that as well no because our parents because they're in struggle they were in survival mode Mm. a lot of them we just put most of them were just in like one parent households Mm. so they're not even thinking about like how their actions are affecting their children if they're neglecting their children because they're thinking i need to make sure these kids survive Mm. so So the emotional aspect is completely shut off any person who's like the eldest in the family is just told shut up and get on with it yeah, like you, you I, don't, I don't even give a fuck about your voice mm-hmm. and that just creates these demons and then they go and do the same thing it's an intergenerational curse and it will keep happening unless somebody stops and says I'm the problem and I need to work on my issues that's so crazy but then you can also get like anxious attachment right. so like people that are very they're constantly anxious like that no one le- no one loves them. But then what happens is sometimes if an anxious is with an avoidant person, the avoidant can bring out more anxiety in them because of their behaviour. Yeah. So somebody could have gone into that relationship completely secure with who they are and then because of behaviours projected from the avoidant person, it just creates this like 
really anxious individual. We went off. We went off on a tangent today. Woo! Okay, guys, scenario number one. So two weeks ago, we told you guys to send us love stories. And we got a lovely love story by someone that we know. And we're so happy that she sent us this. I haven't read it. Have you? No. No? So it's going to be first impressions. So let's go. Okay. So the story says enough trash men stories. And I agree. <laughs> she goes, Salam girls. This week on the podcast, you said that you wanted to hear some stories of good men, love stories, and happy stories. The one that you read out last week made me feel so icky. Me too. Mm. And I agree with Harla that the guy who sent it got okay. a thrill out of the reactions. Can I just pause you guys for a second? This woman emailed me saying that that guy has also sent that particular scenario to a Bangladeshi Instagram page. So I think it is a ruse. Oh Sicko, he got a kick out got of us kick out reading of it. it. Yeah. Anyway, she goes, I wanted to share my love story because it's my favourite story to tell. In 2018, I moved from Australia to the UK for a short working visa for two years. Early on in my time, I had attended a spiritual centre called Rumi's Cave. It was a cool space for young Muslims to hang out and I made some of my closest friends there. When I got home from a visit, I followed Rumi's Cave on Instagram. After I followed the Instagram, suggested some profiles to me and one of them was a very cute smiley looking boy (laughs) I was curious so I clicked on his profile and instantly intrigued he had big beautiful smile lots of wholesome pictures with kids and very warm energy which I felt even from his profile so I followed him Oh my God, she took the step. I, I love know, it. I like it. A year and a half goes by. The boy and I had spoken on Instagram on and off. And whenever he replied to my stories, I had thought that he was boring because he was he was too respectful. Clearly, I had been used to sleazy men in my DMs. Oh my God, girl. I actually relate to that. Oh, bless. In June 2019, I was coming to the end of my time in the UK when I got a message from the boy saying, are we going to meet in person? <gasps> I wasn't in the mood to date anyone, but I thought, what the hell? I'll get a free dinner and coffee, then I'll bounce. So I agreed. In the lead up to our date, the man and I texted back and forth. We actually had some banter and he wasn't boring as I thought. When we first met in person, I remember that he was very friendly, warm, just as I expected. And within 15 minutes, we were both laughing and bouncing off each other's jokes. Within an hour, I knew that I wanted to marry him. That's cute. He had the kindest eyes, smile, and soul. Immediately, I felt comfortable around him. And when I showed him my silly side, he didn't skip a beat. He built onto my jokes and followed my weird conversation lines and kept me entertained. I had truly never felt a collection like this before. I thought he was so handsome, funny, and sweet. He also seemed to be such a mesquite to me compared to my jokey cheeky side from there on out we were inseparable we texted from morning till night every single day i'm pretty sure neither of us got any work done during that time <laughs> isn't that the best time oh, no, ever? Right. when what followed next was a whirlwind romance for the remaining five months that i had been in the uk this is like 
a movie. I know, right? Don't you think? It's the fact that she has to leave. So there's like a time element. I know. So he's like, he's got to do what he's got yeah. to do. I met his parents. He met my friends. And we spent very, and we spent every available moment together. We were obsessed with each other. And I missed him when we went together as soon as we said goodbye. We knew that we had something special. And we wanted to give a long distance a go. Even though I needed to move back home as my visa was ending. As soon as I moved back to Australia, COVID hit for the next year and a half. We did long distance constantly facetiming having netflix parties being involved in each other's lives but this was also very straining on both of us the uk's lockdown was so much worse than ours and we started to not understand each other we started to argue about minor things and there seemed to be no light at the end of the tunnel then we broke up oh my god oh, i wasn't expecting me that. too i was wondering a happy ending what's going on yeah. the year apart was so miserable for the both of us i dated other people but compared him to everyone he remained locked up in his room focused on stalking me and my stories <laughs> <laughs> finally after a year of minimal conversation and the world was slowly opening up again i went back to london to visit my friends and i thought i could catch up with him as well and i thought either it's great and we get back together or it's awkward but i still have my london friends yeah. when he picked me up from the airport oh my god he's the one yeah he picked up from the airport isn't so. that the one oh. don't you love airport interactions <laughs> so you know, like you know have you seen cruel intentions no because you know where ryan felipe is at the top of the escalator and you know him and reese witherspoon's character had like that falling out okay i've and never then seen it and then he realizes he loves her and then she's obviously like I'm flying away, I'm going to leave. And then she's in. The, she's on the escalator and then slowly it's like creeping up and then you just see him standing at the top. Oh, that's what this is. When he picked me up, I actually need to watch that movie. It's such a good film. I can't believe I've never seen Cruel Intentions. So good. When he picked me up from the airport, it was as if no time had passed. He bought all my favourite snacks and took me to beautiful places. I knew in that moment, getting off a 25-hour flight, stinky and sweaty, that no one would love me more than this man does. In that trip, we decided that he needed to come and meet my family. So in December 2022, he came to meet them. To cut a long story short, he won them over very quickly. He's warm, generous and funny. Everyone that met him loved him instantly. And my family saw how much he loved me through his actions, put my food first, always cooking for us. And the way he was on his date. Is this oh not the thing the trip was just supposed to be a meet and greet. He was supposed to go home and get a ring, speak to his family, blah, blah, blah. But when we plan, Allah plans and he is the best of planners. Amen. With five days left of his trip, his parents asked us to get married and we had no reasons to say no. We knew this was it. We had our nikah on New Year's on 2022 new year's eve in 2022 and it was the most amazing night as i'm writing this we are currently in the process of applying for his visa to move to my country as well as planning our uk wedding this june oh ah! my God, can we please you've got to invite you've got to invite us like we love you please no, we, we we feel very invested in this story we have to be there we've got to be there now <laughs> We still do long distance, but making our relationship halal was the best decision for us. It Aww. has placed us so much baraka in our lives already. Together, we have grown in our deen, pulled each other t towards Allah and grown as people. Mashallah. He makes me better every day with his patience, with my mood swings and calm demeanor. Even if he's upset, he serves me and shows affection. He is more than I could ever prayed for. He's the first man who ever made me think not all men are trash. Although we are interracial and I'm older. 
She wrote cougar, but I don't think you're a cougar. In different hemispheres, there is nothing that can keep us apart now. The time we had alone only made us come back 200 times stronger and more determined to be together. I pray that everyone who listens to this can find their spouse who makes them a better Muslim above all else who they can never stop laughing with. Hope this wasn't too boring. It was not. Oh my God, I loved it. No, I'm sorry. Like That is a love story. That was just beautiful. Like they're different ages, they're interracial, they and live you know in different sides of the world. Should I tell you the thing that I love the most about this scenario is the fact that other than the blip that they had during COVID, and it's understandable a lot of people mm. had blips during COVID, mm. it was just so easy. Just like it was just with seamless, ease, very easy. Like their personalities matched, very compatible. Allah Mubarak. Allah Mubarak. And it was just very like. I just love it's it. It's smooth, smooth sailing. Yeah. But it's also so nice to see when someone else is loved in such a positive way because it shows you like that is what is out there in the world. Exactly, so, like, that is what is waiting. So no matter how many you. times we talk about these disgusting, deceitful men that send that these people send us these scenarios, there are good men in this world. There guys. are good men out there. And there's love. Love exists. Like, look I, at the fact that he's like serving, hit like her food first. first, right? What man does that? And he's just so caring. He's so protective of her. He constantly, you know, what I mean, it's constant communication. They're always texting. And like, and he lives in the UK, and she lives in Australia. And, she lives in Australia. and he's still doing that. And he's still putting in the effort. They're not even like up the road from each other. She is like seventeen hours away. Do you know what I mean? And imagine this Farah next door can't even message me. Right? Like, how rude can't is that? Can't even call to say, oh, are you, are you okay? Do you know what I mean? No, guys. No. This is where the standards are. And she's shown us that. Right? So, ladies, this is a lesson. To all of us. To every single person who feels as though things aren't working out at home. There are good men out there. And the thing is... It's like, you know, sometimes these situations that you've been in previously, the trauma that you face may make you feel unworthy of love. You may have feelings of self-doubt. You may have all these horrible things that, you know, are clouding your ability to see the good in people. It is from the shaitan. And it is also from the things that you have experienced in your past. This is not who you are. You are worthy of love. You're worthy of affection. You're worthy of intimacy. You're worthy of care. You're worthy of compassion. You're worthy of just... I thought you were going to make me cry. Yeah, you're worthy of it. You deserve it. This is what you deserve. You deserve someone that will listen to you, that will show you affection, that will pick up the shopping when you want, that will literally like be at your beckoning call, someone that just serves you and you serve him, someone that like motivates you, that motivates strives for you, you. like that it's you feel crazy. protected by, that yeah. you feel like you can trust. You deserve all of these things. Someone that can give you grace. It's like when you're not at your best, you're not feeling good. You're, you know, you're going, you're at your, you're about to start your yeah, period. Take some money, honey. Don't Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like he gives you grace to be like, I get that you're in a shitty mood. I'm sorry you feel this way, but yeah. I'm here for you like when simple. you're ready to come back. It's just honestly, love isn't supposed to be difficult. It's supposed to be very easy. And if it doesn't feel easy, you feel tense. You feel like your chest tightens. You feel butterflies in your stomach. But it's not actually butterflies in your stomach in the good way. It's nervous. 
it's nerves and it's anxiety. And if your nervous system is basically telling you that something isn't right for you, because the nervous system is the first thing that shows you if somebody is right for you, you're not supposed to feel these horrible things in your chest. You're not supposed to feel tightness or... You know what I mean? Mm, mm. You're just supposed to feel ease. You're supposed to feel happy. You're supposed to like... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're constantly worrying or you're constantly anxious that like, oh, what's going to happen next? Or how do I deal with this? Or you're always thinking 10 steps ahead of how you can make them happy because you don't want the situation to happen. And you're unable to live in the present. Honestly. It's, it's not just, worth it, guys. Yeah. And anyway. I, just, I, have to, I have to come back to the nervous system point because that is honestly all I don't ignore. Because we often ignore our physical don't health. Don't ignore your body. Don't ignore how your body reacts to an individual because, like, that is a telltale sign. And I really wish, hold on, mm. that I listen to myself. Right? When you're going through things. Yeah, I really wish that I can just sit down and just listen to myself. What is my body telling me? Because sometimes your mind tricks you. Mm. Sometimes your mind makes you, like, think about the future and how things could potentially be. Mm. Makes you focus on potential. Mm. Your body focuses on the present. So listen to it. Amen. Anyway, mm. thank you so much for sending such a beautiful scenario. I you've love uplifted that. us. And I honestly, you've just made us like happier people today. Literally. Just, and yeah. please, we're waiting for the wedding invite, girl. Oh my god! And also, can I just say, the person that sent us this scenario is actually a very, you know, new friend of ours. <laughs> and it's just a full circle moment because, like, we we actually started connecting with her a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah. So it was just when we saw the email, we were like, oh, my God. I screamed. And obviously we know about her situation already. We know that, you know, the, the wedding's coming up and yeah. stuff. So when now read actually reading the story, it's just like. It's just beautiful. I love and that, I love that we that have some her. context. And it's, yeah, it's just really beautiful and just such an uplifting happy story and we hope for nothing but the best for you and your partner may Allah give you grace and patience and bring love into your hearts always right guys we are on to scenario number two waiting for you no one was waiting for you everyone has got main character syndrome they got on with the dinner right so Harvard's done a tiktok get ready with me on her personal account and has said that she was late for a dinner was I late or not? She was late. Holda is always chronically late. late. Thank you. Can I just say, this one girl has commented, talking about Holda has a main character syndrome, there was no dinner, and she wasn't late. Can I just say something? Can I just address on, the them. haters with the fake accounts mm-hmm. very quickly? Mm-hmm. You don't have dinner plans, and you don't have friends. Mm-hmm. That is your issue. Stop projecting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go get yourself some friends so that you can go out to dinner. Maybe you won't have time to be commenting hateful messages on TikTok. Amen. And there goes my big sister. Defend but me. Big up, Manira writes. Mm-hmm. But 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 that's our sister right there. No, I go on the old man. I know. Well, like, hating on my little tiny Insta- uh, TikTok. Hating on a little get ready with me for a family dinner, darling. Smart. I will send you pictures of the family dinner. Go and cry. Not that deep. Thank you, big sis, for defending me. High five. Guys, follow my TikTok, Hardo Ibrahim. Carlton's going to do it TikTok soon. I'm 
She keeps saying, when I get my new phone, but I want her to just start. When I get what? So you keep saying to you, I'm going to do a TikTok when I get a new phone. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I've got an 11 Pro, sadly, which is just terrible. But you know what? I don't know. I'm a bit nervous about TikTok. (laughs) I I think you'd be thriving in it. Oh, my God. With my new knowledge. Your new knowledge. With my new knowledge. With my sprinkle, sprinkle. With your sprinkle, sprinkle, darling. You'll be giving us the tea. Anyway, guys. Oh, my God. This podcast is already 46 minutes. Right. Oh, scenario number two, two, guys. Okay. Hey, Callie and Harther. Hey, girl. Is it bad I'm ghosting my best friend? Hmm. A little... Yeah, I think it's a bit... But we'll see. Let's let's, carry on. We won't judge. We won't judge you. Let me begin by saying I love your podcast so much. So basically... Thank you. By the way, we love you We love you, we love you, we love you. (laughs) So basically, I have this one friend whom I've known for 14 years now, but we only became actual friends four years ago. For the most part, she was great. We had so much in common, which is why we got so close so quickly. As you know, basically every girl in high school has an obsession with boys, whether they express it publicly or just to their girls. But this friend of mine was never like that, which I liked. So we're both Muslim and obviously it's haram to date, but everyone our age does it anyway. True. And she's kind of religious, which is why I kept her so close. Mm -hmm. She gives me reminders about Dean and we always just send Islamic videos to each other. So I started noticing she became obsessed with guys all of a sudden. Oh, it happens in high school. The hormones. Like, that's all she would talk about. She'd make a big deal out of every male interaction and literally make it known every five minutes that she wants a nigger. I'm like, whoa. (laughs) Whoa, she used the N with the E-R at the end. No, it's with an A. Oh, okay. But But still, but still, okay. But she wants a guy, okay. Which is annoying. I just joke about how everyone in our city is clapped and she must be kidding, but she kept on going. Besides that, one of the main things that I never liked about her is she is publicly racist and homophobic, like publicly, and she never saw the issue. I'm talking saying the F word out loud in public. By F word, I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I got it. The one to describe homophobic. Yeah, the F-A. Yeah. And calling everything cringe gay. But also making fun of her Asian friends, making comments about how Asian food stinks and how all Asian people look the same. Mm. Like I started getting embarrassed to hang out with her. To make things worse, she talks a lot of shit, like a lot. Now that I'm writing all this down, I actually don't know why I'm still her friend. It actually helps to write things down. Mm. Mm. Maybe I'll Mm -hmm. take a leaf out of that book. One day she got caught talking shit and all of her friends cut her off like everyone she went to school with and I ended up being her only long-term friend left or long-time friend left. Mm. I wasn't associated with the beef because I live so far away from them so I stayed friends with both sides. With all that beef, the other side kept publicly shaming her on social media calling her fat and a cow and won't stop eating (laughs) and people in the comments agreeing. Even though they never specifically mentioned her name, everyone knew it was about her, her included. After she got really depressed and self-conscious, I felt bad to tell her I didn't want to be friends anymore. That was a little over a year now, but she still hasn't learned her lesson and talks bare shit on social media. I'm sorry. I want to know who this is. Right? 
name dropping and everything because it's on a private account so she'd know if someone told. I cringe every time she posts something and it's getting embarrassing being associated with some someone so problematic and it's not like she's a great friend to me either every time we hang out she's never letting me talk like constantly cutting me off and making fun of everything I do she makes fun of my other friends that I love which I always call her out for and she eventually stopped or for being whitewashed for my diet choices or because my accent is stronger than hers and this is something she shares to everyone So other people kind of go along and I just sit there being made fun of. Recently, I've been airing her and telling her I'm too busy to hang out, but she's getting suspicious. So this is my chance to either cut things off completely. Should I tell her how I feel and cut things off, which I will 100% be called a pussy for, or keep it going since she has no other support system and I'm still not sure where she's at in terms of her mental health? Okay, number one. Her not being where she is at her mental health is not your responsibility. It's, not your responsibility. it's hers. Secondly, she seems like a pretty shitty person. She doesn't seem like a good friend. No. I mean, like, I just need you to just go back into that email that and you read wrote. it. Yeah, that you wrote to us and reread it and, and just ask yourself, is this someone that I want to associate myself with? Right? I just yeah. I just I just feel like I've been on this lovely earth long enough to know when someone is good for me and when someone is not. And I think you already know the answer to that story. Yeah, I don't think you need to, I don't think you needed to even message us. No. And I also think but it's nice that you did, but yeah. I also <laughs> think that um a lot of the reasons why she's lonely and doesn't have people in her life is because maybe from what you're explaining, she's just a bit mean. She's a shitty person. And she's racist and quite horrible. Yeah, and, and homophobic. And homophobic. So I just don't think I think you know what you need to do. I think I wouldn't even be you know what if you want to cut off a friend I think you should just you know let her know listen I just don't want to be friends with you anymore and then that's it look I'm gonna be really really cutthroat here you're in secondary school secondary school friends do not stick around until forever (laughs) okay that's true if you are noticing that this person is bad for you cut them off immediately and also like you're not exactly fully developed yet to understand you know, like right from wrong. Yeah, like you're you're a young person. You're, you're a baby girl school. navigating life. Do you know what I mean? Baby girls are supposed to be having fun, living their best lives. They're not supposed to be weighed down by toxic friends. You're just you're meant to be on TikTok having fun, making videos, That's not what trying I was to, you know, be anxious about your friend's troll account. Like Lord have mercy. Your friends, your friendships in high school are very like fickle. They're very just you're getting through high school you need connections with people it's understandable but these aren't your friends for life although sometimes people do have the same friends from high school depending on the type of person that they are if they're being good to you if they're being good in the friendship this person clearly isn't being good in the friendship you'll go on to a levels you meet new people you'll go on to university you'll meet more people Mm. i always find that people that you went to university with or people that you were hanging around with around that time are the ones that end up becoming the people in your, your life, your su- support network, the people in your life. But I also think I personally don't have a lot of. I don't think I've ever got any high school. I've got. No, I don't have any high school friends from my high school, but I've got friends that I went to high school around the same, same time, time off, frame. Yeah. yeah, so I'm still friends with them. But the reason I'm still friends with them is because they're good people. We had fun. We've got great memories together, and all round, they're really nice. Yeah, they're great people to be around. And as we've gotten older, we've learned to lean on each other, to support yeah. each other. 
I just, I believe that this is not your friend. By the way that she's acting, yeah, she can have all these things going on in her life in the background, but she should not be projecting those things onto you. If she was telling you in a way where she requires support, that's completely different, but she's not. She's jabbing. She's being rude. She's being nasty. It's, it's not right. That's not how you treat a friend. No. So I would personally say, I just think, be honest. Tell her she's not being a really nice person at the moment. You don't really consider her a friend because of the way she treats others and treats you. And right now, you don't want to be friends with her. But maybe she needs to look at ways to, you know, work on herself. Maybe a little bit of self-work mm. while in high school might be helpful towards Didn't her in the future. Didn't harm anyone. And that does not make you a pussy. No, it doesn't. Makes you the stronger person. Mm-hmm. That's mm. one thing you learn about high school. They make you feel like a pussy for speaking up, yeah. for not doing something, but girl. No, you have to be brave. Yeah. The thing is, because you're in high school, you're just timid and all you want to do is just make friends with people and be a people pleaser. No, man. We are not people pleasers in no. 2023. And if you are ahead of the curb now, it will really, really help you in the future. Yeah. And... And just think, I think one thing that's really good about you now is that you recognize that she's not a good friend. Mm-hmm. Because at that age, I was so dumb. Yeah, and I was like, just vi- people about pleasing and vibes that I would never even recognize it. So, like, you're really self aware already. Yeah. So, give yourself a hand on that part and give yourself grace. Like, don't stress yourself about it. Darling, people it's, come it's just and people person. go. <laughs> it's just so one person in your life that is not making you feel great. You can just, you know what I mean, erase. I used to say like, I don't... But in her mind, she thinks it's a big thing because yeah. it's like high school. It's, like, high it's school. the biggest thing ever. No, it's not. As your older sisters, mm-hmm. right? I can tell you that high school friendships sometimes do last in well into adulthood, but majority of the time they do not just be honest with her and say that this is not this is not how I imagined our friendship to be you're not very supportive and I don't want to hang out with you anymore and just see like you know what happens like when you stand up for yourself when you're brave and you just do things when you're unable to tolerate bullshit and you have boundaries people will start to respect you for Mm. that so just uh, do that. Do that. And yeah. see what happens and let us know. And thank you for listening to us. Yeah, thank you. For, I just, I'm it, so glad. I'm so like. I don't think someone in high school would listen right? to us. <laughs> wow. Like, I, I'm, I'm happy. Oh and you know what's so crazy? I wish I had someone like us in high school. Me too. Because you lot, you would have saved me from a lot of shit that a I did. A lot of shit. Especially between the, I've tell, I tell this story all the time. But between the ages of 16 to 18, I was fucked up. We were menaces. Literally. And you know what? I just sometimes, like, as much as, like, we get so much hate for doing this whole thing, the benefits actually outweigh that. Literally. Somebody in high school is struggling with friendship. Somebody in high school is struggling with something, and they have come to us. They've trusted us with their issues. And I'm so happy you did. And I'm so happy that we're able to provide a platform for you and able to, like, to do that, that, to voice that. Girl, you're going to get through it. You're going to be amazing. You're going to thrive. Just remember the people you want in your life are people that make you feel good, that support you, that are there for you, that are like just good banter and good vibes and that you trust. Mm. If this person is not that person, then you don't need them in their life. But the only way to deal with that is you need to say something and you need to speak up because if you don't, you're going to be stuck in that cycle. Exactly. And you know what? You know yourself. You have other people that you can lean on. You've said you've got other friends as well. And you know what? Don't be afraid of not having 
having any friends. If you think that like everyone in the world is going to like you, you've already failed. Not everyone in the world's going to like you. No. Some people are going to hate you, mm-hmm. but it's okay. Not mm-hmm. like, not, do you know what I mean? It's Amen. Okay. Amen. Like, Right, guys, that is the end of our episode. But before we go, everyone, okay, (laughs) we need you to go off and support your girls by subscribing to our YouTube. We're nearly on 20K. And by the summer, we want to get to that. We're going to be manifesting, you know. We want to get to that 50K. So please subscribe. It literally is the smallest thing that will do something really big for us. And it literally, pressing a button won't mean anything to you. But please do it for us. You can even turn off your notifications if you're just a bit. If you're bothered by us. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, support your girls. That is the first thing. And second thing, we'd really, really love if you would put a review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Because we want to read your reviews. We want to see if you guys are enjoying the show, what you would like changed, things like that. So please write a review for us and make sure you put the five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts just so that you show your appreciation that you are enjoying this Mm. and we know what to make for you guys in the future. Don't forget to download this episode. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. I know we don't always respond to your comments, but we see them. And I, I mentally acknowledge I them mentally, and I I'm laugh like, at it's them. It's like I've responded to them in my head, but I just can't. Because <laughs> there's just so many that we have to get through. I, just, I don't I even know. know if I can do but it. But we're so blessed to have that because we never used to have that. Remember, right? like that one comment was our diehard oh, thing. Die we used to get gassed over one comment. Guys, honestly, I read every single one of your comments and I re- mentally do, and I mentally reply to them. But we all try our and, best but to But I do acknowledge them. them. <laughs> And like I, I resonate with them, and I also just like you know when I you know because I always put on the description. Yeah. What would you guys advise? So yeah, we love you guys. We love YouTube you guys. family. We love you guys in the podcast. We love you. We'll see you soon. Don't forget to get your tickets. And over and out. Me and Hard are gonna go watch Ariel in the cinema. Oh my god, I'm so excited! Ah! Bye. Bye. <laughs>